You're listening to Your Woo Woo Best Friend, a no BS approach to wellness, spirituality, manifestation, and all things mystical. Hello, it's Andy. Welcome back to Your Woo Woo Best Friend. How are you feeling as this summer is fully underway? We are officially in the first week of August, and I, for one, have been really considering how to leverage my time this summer. I am definitely a big advocate for Summer Fridays, not the beauty brand, although I love it. The actual action of taking Fridays off in the summertime so that you've got a little bit of extra time to reset, to focus on self, to get outside, to enjoy the sunshine, to go swimming, to take a hike, whatever it is for you. If you find yourself saying, no, not possible, I'm too busy, or I couldn't possibly take a full day or even a half day out of the work week, that's a very U.S. thing to say, by the way. I feel like our, Euro- our European listeners are like, mm, yeah, we're doing plenty of summer Fridays. Absolutely. So if you are on the side of, I'm too busy, not for me, I don't have enough time, I invite you to reflect. I invite you to make a list of all the tasks in your daily routine and then list all of the things that you have to do in the week ahead. And I'm using air quotes around the word have to do. And then consider which of those tasks or commitments are exciting you. Which of those commitments are expanding the future possibility around the work that you do? And then which of those tasks or commitments absolutely drain you? And then think about what's missing from your week and how much of the time in your week are you devoting to growth, expansion, creativity, and how much of the week are you filling up with busyness and to-dos that are not serving you. Often we say yes to things that we feel like we have to do, when in reality, those things are draining us and preventing us from being creative, growing our businesses, living authentically in our power, stepping further into our career and passion. So I invite you to take this opportunity to release that that does not serve you And to open yourself up this month to do more of what does. And perhaps on that summer Friday, you spend a little bit of time in dreaming mode, in creative expression mode, going on an artist date sort of mode, getting outside in nature and seeing what shows up for you when you disconnect from the busy. As Seth Godin says, You don't need more time. You just need to decide. So I ask you, what will you decide to prioritize? Text me. I'm going to give you my number again. It's 1-323-405-9256. It's also in the show notes. Text me and let me know. What are you prioritizing this summer for the remainder of these months we have in year 2022. A couple of other things I want to share before we get started with today's interview. La Forêt, the retreat chalet, our retreat house in the forest situated in the Southern California mountains between Lake Arrowhead and Big Bear. It's a place for personal retreat time. So what does that mean? What's a personal retreat? Well, you can go and make it what you want. You could do a solo writer's retreat and enjoy the experience at the cabin, go on hikes, take time to meditate, do yoga. You could make it a girl's retreat weekend and go with a friend or two or three. We've got room in the house for four and you could do yoga, go visit Lake Arrowhead, go experience some really great restaurants. It's what you want to make it. We have our first guests staying this week, and we're booked throughout the month of August. We've extended the offer to enjoy this personal well-being retreat 
to this community first. So if you're interested in visiting La Foray, the retreat chalet, simply get on our list. I will leave a link for that in the show notes too. There is a VIP list you can sign up to be on. It's free to get on that list. And then we will send you details about how you can book your own personal retreat. We will be continuing to extend first offers to enjoy the retreat house to this community through September, and then we're opening it up far and wide. So go ahead and get on that list. I want to extend a big, big thank you to Society6, who has been one of the sponsors of the Retreat House, and they have offered to this community a discount of 25% off anything on the Society6 website with the code ANDY25. So again, society6.com and the code is ANDY25. What I love about Society6 is you can shop by artist. They have really incredible artist collaborations. And in those artist collaborations, you can choose an artist that you love, or you can choose a style that you love, and then go find an artist who is then fairly compensated for the collaboration they're doing with Society6. Big, big fan. You can also go and check out their curator's picks. That is definitely how I made some decisions about some of the art and some of the accessories that we have up in the forest house. I went and took a look through the curator's picks. They've got fresh finds through the lens, which is really incredible photography. They have a section called Monumental Women. Beauty, Grace, and Forever Muses live in that section. I am obsessed with some of the prints in the Monumental Women category. Coffee Break, which is, of course, really fun coffee-inspired art. They have festival vibes, and they're even up to speed with the trends like running up that hill. They've got a running up that hill curator's selection. I definitely shopped that section because there's lots of really lovely mountain art and mountain prints that, of course, fit my forest retreat house. So Andy25 is the code for society6.com. And let me know what you find at Society6 for your next decor project. Okay, so let's talk about today's show guest. We have an interview today with Aubrey Dakeneg of The Love Assembly. Aubrey is a certified mindset and business coach for ambitious leaders, content creators, digital entrepreneurs, and coaches who are ready to take their business and mindset to the next level from the inside out. She's also an internationally published author and photographer. Her book is called Wander Love, and it's stocked in anthropology, urban outfitters, and all sorts of leading bookstores worldwide. She left her corporate job in nine to five. She worked in fashion marketing, and she left a long-term relationship right after that. I totally resonate. Same story here. And Aubrey's journey led her to travel around the world solo. She successfully created her wildest dream of building a freedom-based online business. She brought that into reality after making that big leap, leaving her life that she had built and spent so much time and energy on creating. She now works with ambitious women on their own journey to soul-aligned success through her signature self-formula, training as a subconscious reprogramming and hypnosis practitioner, and transformative business coaching programs that include a blend of practical strategy, subconscious mindset, and manifestation mastery and spirituality. I actually got an email from Aubrey this morning, and she announced another incredible manifestation come to life. She'll be opening a session at Pinterest's KnitCon event, which is a huge creative and creatively inspired experience that they offer to their community. 
I was able to speak at that event in 2020 virtually, and she's going to be opening the event in Australia. So I'm just cheering her on in so many ways in life. I feel like she and I have so many similarities. We're going to talk about those in this episode. So let's welcome Aubrey to the show. Hey, Aubrey, welcome to the show. How are you? Hello, it's nice to be here. Thanks for having me. I am doing really good. Awesome, awesome. It's my pleasure. It's uh, You and I have been in kind of the same um, Instagram sphere. I've been such a fan of everything that you do for so long. So I'm so glad to finally get to meet you and chat with you this way and get to know you a bit better. Oh my God, I feel the same way. I feel like <laughs> it's been quite a similar journey in terms of like, travel and creativity and both of our books. Um, And so, yeah, super excited. And I feel like it's just like, you know, you're on the other side of the world. Yeah. I'm in Australia (laughs) and it's just this sort of synchronicity between the both of us, which is beautiful to see. So true. We're living these like parallel lives on these two opposite (laughs) sides of the world. And you're, you're getting married pretty soon, right? Yeah, yes, and, and so am I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. We're just okay. So from now on, when something big happens in either of our lives, we're just gonna have to send each other a message and be like, hey, yeah. this is happening for you next. Because it seems <laughs> yeah. like the same things have just been happening. This is for coming both of us. for you because it's just happened to me. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. So tell me a bit about your story. Let's start with you as Young Aubrey, what was she like? What did she love to do? Tell me a little bit about her. Yeah, young Aubrey. Okay, baby Aubrey, going back that long ago, which is interesting because I find that me as baby Aubrey was very reserved, was very in tune with herself, um, very creative, but I kept to myself a lot. Um I find that's still sort of how I am today. I like to keep to myself. I'm very in tune with myself and I go in the direction of like what feels good to me. Um, But yeah, very, very sort of, you know, quiet, petite, but very much curious about the world and what was happening around her as much as like she processed things inside of her. Mm. Yeah. So today you are a best-selling author, a photographer, and then also a certified NLP, hypnotherapy, EFT, and meditation practitioner. It's like you can see some of that work you're doing today and that short description of what you were like as a as a child. So how did you go from that little Aubrey to doing these really beautiful things that you're doing in your in your work today? Yeah, it's been quite a journey. Um, I'm sure with, for you as well, you know, the sort of, um, trajectory of being conditioned and going through, you know, full-time work, um, and then sort of coming back to yourself and realizing, oh, this is what I would like to do. So I guess my journey into what I'm doing now really began from when I was working nine to five in fashion, Um, So I was working nine to five in fashion and it led me into the direction of creativity and what I thought I wanted to do, which was in the realm of, um, you know, fashion and marketing and PR and photo shoots and all of that. Um, And I was in a long-term relationship of eight, nearly going on nine years. Um, But I felt this inner spark within myself. Um, And I felt this inner spark of just saying to myself that I want more, I want to do more, I want to be more, I want to have more, I want to experience more in this life. And that began as a whisper, um, but it essentially was just overpowering me into the direction of traveling the world, um, using my skills and talents in creativity and photography to take photos, to style photos, to curate different places that I personally loved. And they were more like boutique experiences and hotels and more in sort of the style category of travel as per se. And so 
I guess to really condense that into what I'm doing now, I had created success in my own life and in my own creative career of traveling around the world and shooting for different publications um, and working on different brand partnerships and attracting uh, international book deal as well, that it eventually led me to helping other people along the way do this as well. Because I made a pact to myself. I was like at the beginning, if this becomes successful and, you know, if you achieve everything that you want to achieve, then it's in your place to serve other people to do that for their own lives, regardless of if it is travel that they would like to do, if it is in the creative fields, which most of my clients are these days. um, But it's towards what they love to do, what Mm. lights them up and gives them that sort of freedom and fulfillment that I was one searching for. That that sounds like such a beautiful path. And as you and I both know, it's really scary to actually leave the corporate job and you don't just all of a sudden get on a plane one day and say, I mean, most of us don't at least, okay, here I go now. I'm just going to travel the world. Let's just, sounds great. So what was, what was that transition like for you leaving the corporate world first? That was a big pivot. Then you started working as a travel photographer and sharing your work on Instagram. And then you pivoted again to become this person who is giving back in such a beautiful way as an abundance coach, as a mindset coach. Tell me about each of those pivots along the way. Yeah, I feel like it's sort of a natural progression for me. So when I was working nine to five in fashion, I felt this inner spark that was telling me, okay, you want more, you want to do more, you have all of these skills. Um, And I wanted freedom. That was the number one thing for me, the freedom to work from cute cafes around the world, the freedom to take photos and style them and the freedom to be location independent and earn from anywhere in the world, make money online, doing what I love. That was it. And so I didn't know how at the time I had started a blog and was sharing more about my fashion and travel. And it eventually led me to moving to Melbourne. So I'm originally from Sydney. I moved to Melbourne with my partner back then. Um, And I was always dabbling in sort of creative photography. I loved having a camera, loved documenting experiences and making them quite beautiful. And so I started shooting for different hotels and publications in Australia first. Um, And then I got approached by Condé Nast Traveller in the US version to start creating content for their digital platforms and print publications. And so at the time, like I had never been to New York. (laughs) I had, I had, I had dreams of traveling the world, but I had never been to New York. So for me to receive an email from the editor in chief at the time in my inbox, I was like, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it just opened up new doors for me that were, you know, uh, that were saying to me, you can share things online and you don't know who it's reaching Mm -hmm. and you're reaching people from all around the world. And so at that time I had already been publishing and, and creating content as if, you know, I was a paid for, say, like travel photographer or travel blogger, um, which actually led me into doing that and getting paid for it. So I always like to say, you know, to do the work that you love, first, you need to do the work that you love. (laughs) Right. Just start (laughs) doing the work you love. Yeah. 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 And so that led me into um, leaving a couple of things that no longer felt aligned for me. you know, back in Australia because I had attracted also a job to go to Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, for the Rio Olympics um, at the time. And to fly from Australia to go to Brazil takes over 24 hours and it was just a weekend away. And so I took that as a sign to 
put all of my things into storage and travel South America for three months solo. So that, you know, I put everything into storage. My lease was ending. Um, My relationship at the time was ending. And so I, I went off on my own to travel solo around South America where I didn't know anyone. I didn't speak the language. And the only plans that I had were actually no plans. <laughs> Sometimes um, the best plan is no plan. Yeah. And because I had come from this world of everything being so strict for me. So when it comes to travel campaigns, your itinerary is set. You're waking up super early to capture, you know, beautiful photos. You're going on experiences um, and your schedule is all set. And then you're staying up late to edit photos and going to dinner meetings. And so there was nothing wrong about that for me. I was super grateful to have these opportunities come my way and be experiencing that lifestyle. But I felt like I had missed the true sense of travel, the true Mm. concept of travel where you can have serendipitous moments and they lead to magical moments in the end. And so that's what I took as a sign. I was like, I want to experience that kind of travel, the kind of travel where I had no plans and just see what came up along the way. And it resulted into beautiful adventures across South America, learning Spanish. Um, and also at the end of that, my book deal, which is Wonderlove. Um, and you can find that in like my dream stalkers, like anthropology and urban outfitters. So yeah, I, I really like to see that as um, really the law of polarity coming into one because I had experienced this sense of travel that was very bougie, very luxurious, <laughs> very creative, very go, go, go. And then I took the time after one of the biggest trips to see what hostel life was like, see what it was like to arrive at a destination at 9 p.m. and just be freaked out because you don't know where you're staying for the night. It was really just a balance of, you know, beautiful, luxurious experiences, and then balancing that out with what is happening. Let life happen to me right now. And and I'm open to receiving all of that. So yeah, by the end of that, when I came back to Australia, I received an email in my inbox that was to create Wonder Love, which was exciting as well. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it is such a parallel story to how wonderful my book came to be. I had quit my corporate job, had moved overseas to live for originally three months, which turned into a bit of a longer stay, was learning Spanish, was was by myself, did not know what I was going to be doing next, and had the idea to start to write Wonderful while I was on that trip, and then met met a literary agent in New York after that trip who was like, this this idea you have next, which was then I wanted to travel the US and do all these like really cool road trips. And she was like, we can make that, we can make a book happen out of that. Let's go get yeah. it. So yeah, yeah. I, uh, what a, what an adventure and what a incredible life experience and the lessons you get in travels like that. It's like nothing else. And I've said this many, many times, but it's like little things like learning how to order a coffee or like where to get your laundry done or like how to, how to access the bathrooms become these little wins that you celebrate when you're traveling solo like that. Yeah, definitely. And that's why when, because it was originally approached to me as a travel photography book, um, purely for the travel photography. But then after those three months, I had learned so much about myself, about life, about just everything at a whole. And I pitched back and I was like, I can't just do a photography book. Like I need to talk about these life lessons along Mm. the way. And so really sharing that in the latter um, chapters of like the philosophy of travel and traveling mindfully, creatively and curiously. um, And those points of travel where you don't necessarily think um, straight off the bat, if you see like a beautiful image with a a woman or a girl in it, um, that it's so much deeper and there's so much substance that you can find when you are obviously traveling solo and you're left to your sort of own own world and your own inner world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you also start to figure out what it is that 
really lights you up versus what other folks want you to do if you're, of course, contracted to go on a trip, but or if you're just traveling with friends or family, all of a sudden it's like, what what am I into? What do I want to do? Yeah, I love that sort of concept because whenever um, I was traveling, it's like, you can be anyone who you want to be today. You can say whatever you are doing, whatever profession, but isn't it beautiful when you choose to be yourself? Mm. Like you don't have to pretend to be anyone else. You choose to be you. And I, I love that sort of concept. Oh, so beautiful. You can be anyone today, but isn't it beautiful when you choose to be yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. So there's several beliefs that you share in your work and on your website, and they seem to be quite a bit of the charter of who you are and what you stand for in your work. And I want to share a couple of those and would love Mm. to have you just comment on these and elaborate a bit more. So the first one is, I believe growth always happens outside of your comfort zone. So talk to me a little bit about growth outside of the comfort zone. Yeah, i I see this image come into my head of like the little circle of like, this is your comfort zone. And then there's a little arrow pointing out of the circle. And it says, it says growth happens here because when you're in your bubble and you're doing the same things and you're hanging around the same people and everything is just sort of same, same, I feel that no growth really happens there. And so to really evolve outside of that, It happens when you're doing new things, when you're experiencing new experiences, when you're talking to new people, meeting new people, and really using that as a form of evolvement into what you like, what you don't like, uh, making you stronger, making you more, I guess, heartfelt and and open Mm -hmm. to new experiences and to take that on board and, and, and use it in your own life. Yeah, so good. So important. Okay, the next one is, I believe in progress over perfection. So talk to me a little bit about Mm -hmm. that idea, progress over perfecting something. Okay, I'm like a self-confessed recovering perfectionist. (laughs) Feel that fully, Uh, yes. (laughs) But I think when, actually, I know when you go into the entrepreneurial world, it's very vital for you to embrace the messy-inspired action Mm. to make progress along the way and improve from that. And I I quite like that about the online world, especially being, you know, in in digital is because you can improve along the way. You can take that seed, make that idea happen into, I guess, in more like business terms and MVP, a minimal viable product, and really run with that and improve and evolve and grow, which I find is like the beauty and and the fun in creating something rather than perfecting something that will never see the light of day, will never be out there for people to, you know, help you improve on. And so becoming more of, you know, in the realm of entrepreneurship, I feel like it has it has really opened that up into progress, into improving, into taking each step as it comes and and really being on the journey. Oh, so good. So good. Okay. So the next one is, I believe in always leading with your heart. So what's it been like for you to lead from the heart and inspire others to lead from the heart? Yeah, I... It's funny this because I had been speaking to a friend of mine who I'd known from a really long time ago, so since primary school, and she said to me, she's like, wow, you're the only one, like, you know, in our sphere that has really gone after her dreams and just really been focused and and gone after that. And I I just feel it in my body so deeply. It's like I, I just don't know any other way. I follow my heart openly and do what I love because it, I just feel like life should be like that. Life should be filled with fun and pleasure and what you love to do. And there's no shame in monetizing your gifts and your talents because that's what you were truly meant to do. 
I, I, I truly believe that. <laughs> yeah, I was I was doing a, a little uh, Instagram scroll earlier today, and I saw this reel that was uh, an Abraham Hicks quote, and basically the line was, "And why are you doing it?" And the answer was, "Because I am interested in experiencing pleasure." And then the question was, "And what happens when you experience pleasure?" And the answer was, "I feel more joy." And then the question was, and then how does this impact the life that you lead? What legacy do you want to leave behind? And then the answer was, I leave behind a legacy of happiness. And when we think mm-hmm. about those those terms, pleasure and joy and happiness and how simple they sound, but how often we just don't live by a code of pleasure and joy and happiness and also how how great we show up for other people when we actually give ourselves pleasure and joy and happiness. It really is what so much of it comes down to. Yeah. And it is really about the journey. I mean, like I, I feel so very deeply in my body and taking on different experiences and doing things that I truly love. It like lights me up and I don't see it as life being any other way, it doesn't make sense to me. I'm kind of like, why would you do something that you don't like or love? It It's just, I can't comprehend it. I feel like it's, it's quite bizarre because that's what we're meant to do in life, to experience joy, to experience pleasure, to experience happiness. And of course, there are going to be some things that you have to work through in terms of like, if you're building something that you have to work through shadow work and and the fears or resistance that comes up but it's so rewarding when you get to the other side because then it just all starts to make sense to you uh it's it's so true that work is so worth it to get to that pleasure and joy and happiness on the other side what mm. tips would you give to someone who's listening and they're thinking okay i'm ready to take the first steps towards building a life of freedom. I'm ready to take steps towards designing a lifestyle that I love. What tips would you share with them to help them get started? Yeah, I would say, and I've had to like really backtrack on this, which was very difficult for me in terms of like going into mentorship and coaching because, um, I had always just been one to to do it. Like I feel it and then I do it. I feel it and then I do it. I feel it and then I do it. But then I've had clients who come back to me and say, so how do you know what you actually like? Or how, how do you mm. know to listen to that or to feel that? And so coming back and like drawing back into how that's actually come to be is and how I've experienced it in my own life is really stillness. Stillness Mm -hmm. is a very big part of this because if you think about it, we're always getting to know other people, doing things for other people, um, but we barely spend time getting to know ourselves, um, listening to what we want. Um, and we're always, even, even now we can have, you know, podcasts in our ears, um, watching Netflix or TV, going out to meet friends, going out for drinks or anything like that. But rarely do we spend time with ourselves. And so I believe through stillness, we can really find that. And I am a big meditator, um, and dropping into that every single day, when you wake up, before you go to sleep, or even throughout the day, just checking in to see how you feel, not just at a mind level, but really throughout your body as well. So if you can feel any sensations in your body um, and asking yourself certain questions when it comes to journaling of like, what it, what is it that I love to do as a child? I love that first question that you shared with me at the beginning, because it makes you go back to oh, as a child, I was really like this and this is what I love to do. And maybe I've been conditioned along the way. So how about I tap back into that inner child feeling and that playfulness and all of those things that were once really exciting to me as a child, but I've forgotten along the way. So journaling is a big one, asking your questions, yourself questions of um, what was it like? 
when I was a child, how I was like, um, and what did I love to do as a child? And then really tapping into stillness in terms of meditation, or even just going to a park or a cafe by yourself, really spending time on your own and pondering about these things. How would you like your life to be like? What would you love to be doing? And what things excite you? I think that's a great question. Like, what are the things that excite you? Mm, So good. Yeah. And I I love asking that question about that inner child, that young Mm -hmm. you of women that I know are so soul aligned, because inevitably it's when someone's listening to the podcast episode and they hear, okay, here's what I was like as a child. And then they hear, oh, and this is what the work is that I'm doing today. It's Mm -hmm. so aligned. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, right. If I really reflect back to what I enjoyed as a little baby version of me, that's going to give me really, really great clues to what would light me up today because it's probably the same stuff just in a, it's just in a grown up version of whatever it was that lit you up when you were six years old. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really great question. And it's such a good reminder. You're, you're um, calling that out that that's something to reflect on. It is something Mm -hmm. to reflect on and you'll often find what it is that you actually like, what actually brings you pleasure and joy and happiness is right there in front of you. You just Mm -hmm. have been conditioned all the way out of it and you need to remind yourself it's still there. Yeah, there's actually this quote that I really love and I remember, well, I love a lot of quotes, (laughs) but I remember coming back to Australia after traveling overseas and it's by E.E. Cummings and it's, it takes courage to be who you really are. Mm -hmm. And I never really understood it like before. I remember hearing that and I was like, okay, like, yeah, it takes courage to be who you really are. But then going into depths of that and like really realizing, yes, Because when we find out who we really are, it takes courage to actually be that and show that into the world. Um, And so that goes back to in a child, like how we were like as as a child and what lit us up. And are we willing to accept that, acknowledge that and really listen to those whispers and those little pings or those little inner sparks that we have along the way to actually be that and go down that path? and have the courage to do that. So, Mm. yeah. So good. Uh, I love E.E. Cummings too. And that's just, that quote is so good. So good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So good. Okay. So what are some of the things that you would recommend to someone who is really working to connect to intuition? They've got some big life decisions to make and they're not really used to listening to intuition. They're pretty clear on when the egoic voice is speaking, but they're learning to connect to intuition. How does one start to find that voice to help make big life decisions? Mm, yeah, this is this is a good one. So I think the number one thing to take note of is that we are always receiving. We're always receiving this intuitive guidance, this universal intelligence that's always sending us guidance, but it's just up to us to open up and listen and to hear and to choose to connect with this and to give ourselves permission to to actually go down that path. So knowing that first and foremost, I think is super imperative because you just know, like knowing that it's there and it's it's so for you and in your favor, but just being able to open up and listen and choosing to connect. So choosing to be still, closing our eyes and really interacting with this inner world where it's it's blank space and time. It's not following what is cool or what is trending or what other people think I should do. It's really drawing it back to you, aligning back to you. And so... At times, the intuitive guidance won't won't make logical sense, right? but you'll feel it. And I like to say that intuition is more of this sort of expansive energy. You'll feel this sort of expansion, whereas when it's the ego, it's more of like a contraction sort of energy. And so I close my eyes a lot because 
I, I, I feel a lot. And so when it comes to intuition, it's that inner knowing. It's not fearful in a sense that, oh, okay, you know, you think of something that you really want to do and it's like, all right, I really want to do that. I love that as a child. And I would like to share more of that and be in that direction. But when it comes to your ego mind, it could say, oh, but people are going to laugh at you or, Mm. oh, it'll never be successful or this. It's like, that's the sort of ego mind coming in and keeping you safe, which is a great thing, but it doesn't lead to your expansion. So that intuition is more of an expansive energy and to feel that into your body. So to really choose to connect, to drop into a meditation and see what comes up in your body. So we all have this sort of bodily intelligence to receive this information and they come through sensations through our body with clear messages that can reveal how we're truly feeling at a subconscious level. And so this embodiment work and how it shows up in our body is super important to, to tune into that and really step into listening to the wisdom that we have within to really unlock our intuition. Um, So you'll notice um, just a sense of, yes, like you'll notice as well, um, if you want to do like muscle testing, if you close your eyes and you say like, you think of something and you say, yes, 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 just keep saying yes, yes, yes. And then open your eyes and do the same thing and then think of something that doesn't feel so great or is not something that you're aligned with and just keep saying no, 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 no. You'll find that your body naturally goes forward when it is that sort of yes energy and you know that it's right. And when it's that no sort of energy and and not something aligned, then you'll find that your body will move backwards. And so that's a great sort of indicator in terms of like muscle testing and, and using your body to, to guide you. Mm. Um, So good. So yeah. And I feel like as well, uh, stream of consciousness, like journaling is great for intuitive guidance, really letting the words just flow through you, not worrying about if, you know, someone's going to read your journal or, um, how it's written or grammar or anything like that, just really letting your hand do the flowing. So I like to call it free flow writing, just like writing what comes up when it's in terms of a situation. And you'll be surprised what comes up in terms of what your subconscious is telling you and what you feel like is the direction that you want to go in. So, um, yeah, I would say that that as a, as a start, um, and then, um, really diving deep into connecting with yourself every single day. Um, I like to say that before meeting anyone, I like to meet myself first. So in the morning, it's it's that meditation practice of I'm waking up and I'm meeting myself first, giving myself that time so that I can meet others and be present with others. Yeah, such good tactical things that we can do to start learning how to listen to self. That's so important and such, such good stuff. Thank you for sharing all of that. Talk to me a little bit about the work that you're doing now in terms of some of the programs that you're offering. And perhaps if you feel called, share a story, a success story or two from some of the clients that you have in your community. Oh, yeah, this is exciting. I light up so much because when I first started, I didn't even know that coaching existed when I first started my own creative journey. And so throughout that time, I was, you know, really doing it on my own, which was exciting, but at the same time, very lonely. Entrepreneurship can be very, very lonely, especially if you know, you find yourself in a position where you don't have family members or your immediate friends really doing what you want to do or having those sort of ventures that you would like to go down. Um, And so I love what I'm doing now because I feel like I can serve in a way and through experience as well as professional training. Um, And so The work that I do now is very transformative in terms of I really help 
leaders, coaches, creators, and entrepreneurs practically and energetically create more freedom, income, and soul-aligned success in their life and business from the inside out. So really tapping into you as a being and your inner world and creating a reality where you feel freedom and fulfillment. Because at the end of the day, if you're not fulfilled and you're not experiencing life as you feel like you should be, then you will never really enjoy this lifetime that you have right now here on earth. And so that solar line success is really important. And I do that from the inside out because it's really getting to know you as your soul self and then creating a business or a lifestyle that is so aligned with you. When it comes to my work, I have a signature self formula that really was downloaded and delivered to me through, I believe, my experience of traveling around the world, but also backtracking as to, okay, what did I do to figure that out for myself? And it was so quick. It was so quick to come through. I had to write it all down. Like my partner knows that when I get a download, it's like, I am not talking. Like I am purely just like, I'm writing, I'm on the laptop and everything is just flowing through me. And so that came so quick as in like the sales page, the formula, everything that was being delivered. I had to just capture that and really encapsulate it into what I call now, which is my signature self formula that allows you to tap into your true self. So we focus on self-connection and then emotional empowerment, lifestyle design and focus and intuitive flow. So it's an acronym for self because everyone's concept of themselves and their lifestyle that they want to create is so unique to them, is so beautiful to them. And really going through this from myself and my own experience allows me to guide people in their experience and connect back to themselves to neutralize their emotions and learn how to turn that into emotional alchemy and using your emotions to work for you instead of against you, designing a vision and a lifestyle that you would so love to create. And then the focus and intuitive flow of masculine and feminine energetics of taking the action, but then doing it from a place that is from intuitive guidance. So stepping back into who you truly are. Um, and I love the clients that I work with because they're women who are who are driven, who are ambitious, and who know what they're doing and know what they came here to do, but they just find that they have some blocks along the way, some sort of resistance where they want to get to the next level, whether that's a next income level, whether that's a next sort of mindset or business shift. Um, a product suite that's more aligned to them, what lights them up, or even just seeing something in a completely different way. So a perspective shift of, okay, I don't necessarily want to show up today because I'm embarrassed of like selling or I think I'm being annoying, but really switching the perspective of what selling actually is and how you can see it in that way. I have a couple of clients that really stand out to me. Um, uh in the realm of creativity, so using your creative gifts and monetizing your gifts, um, whether they're talents or skills that you've learned along the way, or whether they're just gifts that you have that you were always born with and you're a little bit shy to open up and share them. Um, I have a client who had always found that she was living for others and in the nine to five world, but never really attending to her own gifts of illustration. And Mm. so having her and working through her um, inner child, her subconscious reprogramming and really bringing out what she loved and what she loved to do and her amazing talents of illustration and seeing her light up and showing up on her stories and sharing more of her work and actually collaborating with people and getting paid partnerships to create different illustrations. It's 
it's amazing to see that come to life. And it's such an honor to be really walking by their side to guide them in that way and know that, yes, it's it's so possible for you to monetize your gifts, whatever they are. And another one who comes to mind is uh, Clarice, who is a health coach, um, holistic health and she was really struggling to move past an income level and working through blocks that she really never noticed for herself in terms of having fears of success and actually being scared that she wouldn't really be able to handle the money that she was receiving because through her own childhood, it was never really represented in that sort of way. And so Having women realize this and be able to see sort of their blind spots and move through any resistance and work through it so that they can just build a better life or business for themselves is so exciting to me. And it's so um, humbling as well to be able to be on the journey with them. So not so much you know, like I I don't like to see any hierarchy when I'm working with my clients. I like to say that we're working side by side. I'm also expanding. I'm also learning, but we're doing it together. We're working, we're working together side by side to expand together and to rise together. Um, So yeah, I love working with my clients and, and obviously talking about them because (laughs) they do such amazing work and it's such a, It's such a really great feeling to be able to connect in that sort of way. Mm, So good. So good. And so empowering to hear stories of other folks who are stepping truly into their power and into their gifts and finding success with it. Thank you for sharing. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. Okay. So tell me about one of your juiciest manifestations that's come through recently in your life? Oh my God. Okay. This is so exciting because, you know, at like from time to time, it's really, um, it's really interesting to see what comes through um, in terms of like when you surrender or like you set an intention and then you forget about it and then it comes as a surprise. It's like, oh, that's like the most exciting <laughs> yes. part of this whole process, I think, because it's like, oh, I actually forgot about that. And now it's like it's here and and I'm living in it and it takes time to sort of process like, wow, this is, this is incredible. So the one that happened most recently, I would say as a manifestation was actually speaking at becoming a speaker at Australia's largest health and wellbeing um, event here in Australia, in Sydney, Australia. So it's called Mind Body Spirit Festival and it's all about the mind, the body, health and wellbeing and spirituality. Um, and I was a speaker in the, cause I'm based in Sydney I became a speaker for this year and I had manifested that through when I came back to Sydney because I was living in London for quite some time. um, I wanted to speak at more of these events. So I had, through my work, it had always been travel and photography and creativity, which is a big part of me and I love that. But since coming out of, you know, what had happened from the last couple of years, I really stepped into the inner world work and spirituality because they they had been things that I used in my own life. This guidance that I had always had with me when I was traveling solo um, and going through these different experiences from South America and Peru and and just these experiences that were very spiritual throughout South America, as well as having my own meditation practice. And so these weren't necessarily things that I had spoken about online, but I believed that they really helped me and guided me when I was alone, literally alone in the world and and traveling around South America. And so I wanted to share that experience, share that knowledge, share that wisdom 
through more speaking events, through more events that were tailored towards spirituality, but also infuse my uniqueness in creativity and business and travel. And so when I came back to Sydney from London, I went to this conscious sort of lifestyle event with my partner and like the Sydney Harbour. And I was like, this is it. This is the kind of environment that I want to share my message, that I want to share with people here in Australia. And I set that manifestation to my partner. And then a year later, I got the invitation to speak at Mind Body Spirit Festival, which is Australia's largest health and well-being event this year. So that was super exciting because I was like, this is, this is it. I just know it. And, um, and we had a great experience. I was able to lead uh, meditation, speak about creativity and unlocking your creative spirit and um, manifestation as well. And just your subconscious mind. And I was able to lead them through a meditation, a visualization, and also a sound healing as well. So super exciting. Oh, so good. So beautiful. Amazing. Okay. So Aubrey, for folks that are interested in learning more about your work, your courses, you offer so many beautiful opportunities for folks to up-level, evolve, tap deeply into their creativity, explore their intuition. Where can they find you? And what do you have coming up this um, late summer and fall? Yeah. So you can find me at the Love Assembly um, or theloveassembly.com. So I'm everywhere on like TikTok, on Instagram, on, um, on Facebook and Pinterest. I know you do a lot of work with Pinterest as well, which is exciting because I am doing a lot of work with Pinterest, um, here in Australia. Um, and yeah, I'm everywhere at the love assembly and I have a couple of free things that you can get into, get in tune more with yourself. So I have a free signature self journal, which were the four journal prompts that I really asked myself when I began this journey of tuning into myself. Um, so you can find that at theloveassembly.com slash self. And then I have a free manifestation pocket guide as well, which you can find at theloveassembly.com slash manifest. Um, and my signature program of empowered creator that really taps into you aligning back to yourself and really guiding you through the signature self formula to get out of your own way, trust your intuition and really step into that highest version of yourself that you know you came here to be. Um, So yeah, you can find me at the love assembly or theloveassembly.com. Beautiful. And thank you for sharing all of those offerings with us. That's Such good stuff. Such good stuff. Okay. One more question before we go. What's a mantra you're living by right now? A mantra I'm living by right now is I am always right on time. Ah, so good. And you are, we all are. We're always right on time. (laughs) You know, I had, I had come up with this or just knew that it had to come into now, like right now, because I find that Sometimes we can always be rushing and we can always be thinking, oh, I have not enough time to do this or, you know, I have to follow this schedule because then I won't be on time and just this illusion of time. And so knowing that I am always right on time and having that as a clear mantra is like, whatever I do right now, I am right on time and not thinking ahead or not thinking behind, just knowing that this moment here right now and and this present moment is where I'm I'm truly meant to be. So yeah, I am always right on time. <laughs> Gorgeous. Aubrey, thank you so much for being with me. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. It's been such a nice chat and I always I'm always so amazed by how one hour just goes by so quickly. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Doing these podcast episodes, I I'm so, so grateful for the conversations I get to have. And regularly, I'm like, these hours are the best hour spent of my entire day, always. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Andy. My pleasure. Talk to you soon. 
Thank you so much to Aubrey for joining me. So much inspiration. She continues to do incredible things, and I am so grateful to have women like her in my life to be expanded and inspired by. If you are also expanded and inspired by Aubrey's story and you want to share this episode with a friend, please do so. You can do that a couple of ways. You can, of course, just text the interview link to a friend or share your social media and be sure to tag us at your woo woo BFF. I love having conversations about this show on DMs as well. So you can DM me personally over at wee wee girl. And if you decide to do that, I would love for you to consider leaving this show a review. If you listen on Apple podcasts, the Apple app, All you have to do is click on the show so that you're looking at your woo-woo best friend and then scroll down and you'll see a place where it says ratings and reviews. You want to leave a five-star review, I hope, if you believe that that's what the show deserves. And then you can type in whatever you feel like sharing. But here's some of the things that are really helpful to me. Let me know which episodes you've loved, which guests have really lit you up and helped you with your life experience, and what you'd like to hear more of. That's so incredibly helpful for me. With that, we are complete. I'll be back again next week, every Thursday, sending you so much love and a wonderful rest of the summer ahead. Take care.